This episode is brought to you by our partnership with Grand Canyon University. Welcome to the Ignite Project, a Polk County Public Schools podcast made for teachers by teachers. Teachers of all experience levels need each other's enthusiasm and passion to fuel an ongoing desire to do what it takes to meet the needs of our students. And that's what this podcast is all about. Be energized by their enthusiasm to ignite a love for teaching while they challenge others to join them in their work. Join us now. Hey there, thanks for joining us for the Ignite Project. We have our final episode of season one. We are so excited we're able to make it through our first entire season. I'm really showcasing some incredible educators here in Polk County Public Schools. And I do have to say, I think we saved the best for last. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we have Maud Graham, the 2021 Polk County Teacher of the Year with us today. Woohoo! So excited you could join us, Maude. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, yeah. So, like I said, I mean, 2021 Polk County Teacher of the Year. Yes, that is ma'am. incredible, incredible. Thank you. And you're already doing amazing things. Like, that just, you were named in January 2021, right? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> this feels like the longest the year longest ever. Yes. <laughs> September was like eight years ago. Um, but that's so exciting that you get to do that. Thank you. And you're already like in different schools and really making a mark. And I just, we're super excited that you have taken the time to get Thank to be so on much. our show. Yeah. And it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. Thank you. Well, and so in case you're, you know, new and you have, for some reason have not heard of Maude, um, Maude is a ELA and social studies teacher over at um, Blake Academy. Uh, she's been teaching for 17 years and kudos to you. Just passed your feely on your way to a master's. That's so awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. That is, that is a tough test. Yes, ma'am. So kudos to you. Thank you. So today we're really talking about um, a topic that I think we we know and we hear, but it's really great to be able to see from someone who's been in the mm-hmm. industry for this long. To make it 17 years, I think a lot of our teachers are probably hearing that like, oh my gosh, how? <laughs> you know, how do you make it 17 years? And it really comes to this idea that you have a lot of hats to wear. And so I know Maude's even brought um, some some yes. showcase pieces for us to see yes, today, ma'am. kind of bring that visual for all our visual learners. Um, but really, really getting into this idea that we have to get rid of the thinking that when I come into education, mm-hmm. I mean, there might be a year or two that I struggle, but then mm-hmm. I'm going to get my feet under me and yes. it's just going to be smooth sailing from there. Yes. And that's not always the case. No, it's, not. <laughs> it's not. It's not linear. It's not necessarily one hat or this mm-hmm. hat. And so um, I think it'd be helpful if we kind of use this analogy of putting on different hats and taking on different roles, what that looks like. And it might be easier to kind of talk about it in a chronological standpoint. We have so many um, of our teachers who are brand new to our district that listen to these podcasts. But then you also have your experienced teachers who are looking to get rejuvenated and ignited. So that being said, let's walk us through in your first couple years of teaching. (laughs) uh, If you can think back to, you know, year one and year two, you certainly had to have tried on some different hats even yes. seeing if they fit or not, I mean, to get you through that learning curve. Mm-hmm. So can you talk to us about, like, what was it that got you through those those first couple years? Well, my first couple years, um, I didn't necessarily wear any hats because I was still trying to figure out everything. Um, just being fresh out of school, I tried to do everything I possibly could to um, help students um, to the best of their ability. Um, but one thing that I, you know, look at as a hat that I saw that I wore for my first five years. <laughs> so, it, so it wasn't even the first uh, first or the second year. Right. It was for my first five years. And that 
and the hat that I wore or the hat that I wore are my goggles. Um, these goggles, I'm going to attempt to oh, put them on. she's putting them on. We get the visual. I love it. <laughs> these goggles um, helped me because I always felt like I was drowning. Mm-hmm. And I may look a little silly right now, but hey, that but is what teaching is. Don't we look silly in our first week? That is what teaching is. <laughs> right. So my first couple years, I felt like I was always drowning. Yeah. Um, there were so many things that I thought I knew coming into teaching. Um, but there were so many things that I found out that I didn't know. Yeah. And for that, I always felt like what I did yesterday wasn't going to work the next day mm-hmm. because I was already behind on the learning curve. Right. Um, right. And I tried so many things to help my students learn, help them, you know, grow and help them do their absolute best. I'm looking at you. I'm trying to see your eyes right now. <laughs> Through the goggles. <laughs> so um, there were so many things that I tried to, you know, help them do, um, but I just wasn't cutting it. I wasn't, you know, living up to uh, my military training that I have worked so hard to go through, Mm -hmm. receiving my um, certificate that I had worked so hard um, to get. I felt like those things weren't coming in place because I wasn't applying them Mm. like I should have or or like I um, was known to doing when I was in the military or in school. Right. So so I would say that my swimming goggles were um, what I wore the first couple years of my teaching career because I always felt like I was drowning. Yeah. Yeah, and I heard this phrase before. It kind of reminds me of this as I'm looking at you in your goggles. <laughs> um, it's this idea of the tyranny of the urgent, right? Mm-hmm. This, I'm drowning. The most important to me right now is just getting air, right? Yes. Just getting to my next yes. breath. Um, and so sometimes we have all these other things that are going on mm-hmm. that are equally important, but when you're drowning, you can only yes. focus on so much. And um, I could. Um, I uh, was the only ESOL teacher in um, in second grade in a county that I taught for. Yeah. And no matter what I thought I learned in my ESOL classes, I, I just wasn't applying that to the babies that I served. Mm. And when I started um, to, quote unquote, um, freak out, yeah. <laughs> because here they are being labeled and I'm their teacher. Mm-hmm. So so what does that say about me? Mm. So I always felt like not only were they're not were, – were, they weren't getting what they needed. Mm-hmm. Um, it was because I, like I said, I was drowning. Right. And it wasn't until I looked at them and I saw what they were doing, which was peer coaching mm-hmm. and peer teaching. Mm-hmm. So I went back to my binder of events and I saw what my instructors had taught me. Yeah. I pulled some of that information into what we were doing. Mm-hmm. And I also tried to make sure that I did what the students were doing. Right. And and that was just simply speaking to each other in a in in um, dual languages. Mm. And even though I'm not um, ESOL certified uh, per se, or um, I don't know a lot of Spanish, um, you know, I tried. Right. I tried, and I tried to help them um, by pulling us all out of the deep end. Right. By just bettering myself. Right. Right. And that's what I think is so important to see this visual of you're drowning, but you can only stay underwater for so long. Yes. Right. You have to come up. Yes, you got to breathe and take the time to be reflective. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that. I think that's a good message for our new teachers of, I mean, of all the years, our poor teachers that started this year. Right. That yes. have made it through this crazy year. <laughs> but taking the summer or taking times to mm-hmm. really be reflective like that, go back to your notes, go back to tips, go back to your college coursework and see um, if there's any way that that can kind of come into yes. play. That's awesome. Yes, ma'am. And so kind of even you're starting to have that reflection piece and realizing, mm-hmm. okay, 
I'm trying this, this works. Yes. And this, you're seeing some movement with your students. So as you start getting more comfortable with teaching, what hats did you find yourself wearing more often? And maybe even ones that you didn't wear as often. So one hat that um, I started wearing after I you know, saw my students and I saw them being creative, I had to up my game. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I came um, up with some creative activities. <laughs> so not only was I drowning, I was also trying to <laughs> drowning be creative. Um, I was trying to be creative and I will, like I said, I, I went back to my binder and yeah. I went back to, okay, this is what you learn. You know, your instructors taught you this for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I was down on myself by not knowing the language as um, much as I should have, mm-hmm. you know, I still went back to those basics. Students need this, this, and that. Um, this is their plan A, plan B, plan C, right. and things of that sort. So what I tried to do is what um, I tried to uh, come up with the script. Mm-hmm. And when I came up with the script, no matter what I was teaching, because um, as a second grade teacher, I taught all subjects. Yeah. So um, in each of my subjects, I had a script that I went by. And not only would I um, say uh, our lesson or our um conduct our lesson in English, I would also add those phrases and those words um, that came along with vocabulary oh, nice. that, that they may be confused mm-hmm. um, of or about. So by doing that, I was able to come up with new task cards that um, matched our targets. Um, back then, um, in my old school, we had targets that we went by and, mm-hmm. and, and, and not so much like the curriculum map or anything like that. Right. Like, here's what you had to teach. Here's your target. Go from there kind of thing. So I just tried to come up with different activities that I knew that they would be engaged in, different mm-hmm. activities that they can see, okay, this is what it means in English. This is what I'm. This is what it means in Spanish. Right. And if I wasn't there, I had other babies, as I call them, right. that were there to help them or help the students who struggled mm-hmm. um, because they spoke both languages. So I just tried to be creative. And this is the hat that I borrowed from one of my friends at school. It's a very creative hat. I love (laughs) it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to use this one as the creative hat. Yeah. Well, and I think you really hit on some really important pieces just because we're always working with new teachers and experienced teachers. And part of that is you come to kind of like a fork in the road, Mm -hmm. right, where you can say, well, it's just the students that I have, yes. right? This this yes. is the group of kids that I have, and they're so far behind. Or you can put whatever excuses mm-hmm. you want to it. Or you can say, I need to be better at this. Yes. I need to get more creative. Or even for our experienced teachers who know, probably, again, this year more than ever, this worked before, and for whatever mm-hmm. reason it's not working now, it doesn't mean we just it doesn't work for these kids. Yes. you got to get creative yes. and, and know your kids, which I think a lot of our um, – Guests on the podcast mm-hmm. really hit on the power of relationships and knowing your students yes, so that ma'am. you know how to engage them, like yes. you're talking about. That's awesome. So um, you asked me uh, what are hats that I continued to wear yeah. as I grew and I changed. And this hat came later in my life, but um, the next hat was what my admin team, um, when I moved to Polk County, yeah. um, I, I felt like I wasn't drowning anymore, so I can take off these goggles. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> you know, kind of thing. So I felt like I wasn't drowning anymore because I had a great um, administrative team awesome. that was there to support me. They were there to um, nourish um, as well as grow me as uh, the person I am today. Yeah. And I not only was the admin team so supportive and encouraging, I also had a group of co-teachers mm-hmm. who I worked very closely with. We were all in a pod together. Yeah. And um we were away from everyone, so it just felt like it was us at times. <laughs> Your own little family. <laughs> um, but when I needed anything, if I had a question, they were always there. And the hat that I want 
to represent them in is the hat of a nurturing gardener. Aww. And I want to put this one on. It's kind of fancy. <laughs> um, and with this one, I saw that, you know, if, if I needed help, they were there. Mm -hmm. um, I came in and I, you know, I actually cried in my interview um, just because even though I've already taken them off, I still felt like I was drowning. Yeah. I felt like no one was going to give me a second chance to do what I loved doing ever since I was five years old. Mm. And I was playing with my teddy bears and my baby dolls. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> playing with my teddy, ba teddy uh, bears and baby dolls on the mm -hmm. floor. And I was just like, you know, I have to look at myself and I have to say, you know, I'm here for a reason. Yeah. And not only did I look at myself, but they helped me do that. Mm. Um, I remember when my principal would come into my classroom and she would um, just look around, you know, she would do her observation. Right. And all of a sudden she would leave. Like she didn't say anything. Like I couldn't right. get a, a facial expression I, or this anything. Is the worst. Yes. <laughs> and then I would get called to the office yeah. later that day. And my heart would just start beating because getting called to the office was something that I was terrified of. Right. Because someone always told me what I was doing wrong. Mm. And when she would call me to the office, she would just say, hey, I came in your room today. You know, I saw you. <laughs> you know, I saw I you know. kind of thing. <laughs> and she was just like, you know, I saw that the standards were aligned. I saw that you had um, the, the self-checking on the back of your task cards that the students were doing. And she was just like, I like that. Yeah. You know, she was like, just keep it up. Good. And I'm looking at her like, is that it? And she's like, yeah, see you later, you know, kind of thing. And I would leave out and I would feel like so relieved that, you know, here I am um, helping. Here I am growing um, students, not saying that I didn't grow students at my old school, but this right. was a lot different. Right. This was, you know, I'm, I'm getting a second chance to do what I love doing. Yeah. So I would say that they are the fancy gardeners because <laughs> they grew this right. person right here right. into the person I am today. That is so awesome. And we love that idea of like collaborating and working together. And you know, I'm sure from that before having those colleagues mm -hmm. that it's easy to get stuck in your room mm -hmm. and just being on your own. So I'm kind of thinking just in case people are listening, like that is so me. I feel really lonely right now. Yes. I feel like defeated because mm -hmm. of this. So how do you reach out to other people? You know, if, if I'm the new teacher, maybe that doesn't know anyone, or maybe I'm the experienced teacher mm -hmm. who knows there's a new person. Do you have any advice or or something that worked for you all to get connected? Well, I've always been the type where I don't have to know you to speak to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so if you are a new person on campus or if you're a veteran on campus, just just reach out to someone. You never know what a simple hello would do. Right. Um, I have a teacher who's been there for a couple of years now. She um, uh, she told me the other day that, or she wrote me a letter saying that I was one of the first ones that cheered for all the new staff members Aww. the year she was hired. And she said she never forgot that. Wow. Um, so just just being that person that, like I say, I don't have to know you to say to say hello to you. Mm -hmm. I don't have to know you to go to your room and ask you if you need help. Right. Um, when I'm supposed to be somewhere, I have an extra 10 minutes for you. Mm -hmm. um, so I would just say get to know that person or get to know people on your campus. Right. Um, the last couple of years uh, working at my current school, we've had a close knit crew yeah. um, in our grade level in third grade because we are always uh, trying to figure out what do we need to do to, you know, leave at a certain time so we can make it home to our families, mm. you know, type of thing. What is it that you still need help with and everything? So I would just say, you know, if you have the time, please just reach out to someone to see, you know, do you need help or just let them know that, hey, I can only stay for five to 10 minutes, you mm -hmm. know, uh, write your questions down for me. If I can't answer all of them, I'll take them with me and I'll see you an email. Right. So I would just say, you know, if, if you're in that um, position where you can help someone, please do. Yeah. So 
I love that. Those are really good ideas too. I love, and it's because it's like your problem isn't just your problem. Mm -hmm. It's it's our problem, right? I I want to go home to my family and you want to go home to your family so we can work together and being really creative about how you can fit that in. I know when I was in the classroom, I would try to make phone calls to parents Mm -hmm. on my way home. Yes. So I'm not staying at at (laughs) work, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But still getting it done. But that's probably even a good idea too. If you're saying like, write down your questions, I'll call you on the way home. And, you know, you're both driving and what can, you know, you're not really doing anything, but yeah. I just feel like our students are our future. Mm-hmm. And if I can be a vessel in someone's life or a child's life to just give them, you know, teachers the tools they need or help them, you know, figure out, you know, how can my classroom be more engaging? You know, how can I get students up and moving? Mm-hmm. Um, or if I can, um, you know, uh, get a student from where he or she needs to be, you know, over that hump, right. you know, kind of thing. I just say that, you know, students are our babies or who we're going to need in the future. Right. So whatever we can do to get them to where they need to be, that's what I'm all about. Right. I'm all about making sure that our next generation is better than ours mm-hmm. because if we're okay, right. <laughs> how, I mean, just imagine how our, how the next generation is going to be, they're going to be better than us. Mm-hmm. And then that next generation is going to be better than them because they're already great. Right. You know, kind of thing. So whatever I can do to help, I'm there to help. Yeah. I love it. I love the student focus. And yes. that really kind of plays in nicely to my next question, which is um, this hat analogy is good for teachers, right? And adults to yes. see it is not linear. There's sometimes you're mm-hmm. drowning. Sometimes you're <laughs> collaborating. Sometimes you're at peace. Sometimes you're being creative. Um, but do you explain that kind of analogy or that type of thinking to your students, too, so they see that learning works that way? I do. I do. Um Sorry. Um, (laughs) uh, Some people may not know, but some people know um, my childhood was some people probably wouldn't have made it. Um, And some people look at me and ask me probably, you know, or looking at me and asking, how did you make it? Right. Um, When I was eight years old, my dad died. And then a couple months later, um, I woke up to my guardian making phone calls to to tell me or tell someone that our mom died. Oh, my goodness. Um, So here I am thinking I'm in a dream. And I woke up to my sister screaming and, and yelling you know, crying that our mom had passed away. And um, that's when I realized that I wasn't a great reader. Mm. Um, I realized that I had great teachers, but I just wasn't cutting it Mm -hmm. because of things that I found out later in my life, like in high school, well, middle school, high school, and even in college and the military. Mm -hmm. Um, My reading comprehension wasn't where where it needed to be, Mm -hmm. you know? And I tell the kids that. I say, you know, this is my story, and you have a teacher who's passionate about, you know, her job and passionate about helping you, Mm -hmm. you know? So I don't want you to... um, be part of your circumstance. Mm-hmm. I want you to be better than your circumstance. And this is how we're going to get there. Right. So um, I would say in, in, in that form of everything, and, and this is this hat is to it's not be disrespectful, but this is the only one that I could find <laughs> for, for the next hat. And it's the hat of the leader. Yeah. You know, I'm not wearing the, the crown because, you know, I think I'm better than everyone else. Right, right. You know, this represents leadership to me. Or I can even put on this one. <laughs> the captain. And, it, <laughs> and it also represents leadership because mm-hmm. it, it, it says that, you know, like I was saying um, previously, like I, I want them to be better than me. I want them to know the struggles that I went through. Mm-hmm. And I don't want them to struggle like I had to struggle. Mm-hmm. You know, um, during my teacher of the year acceptance speech, I told them to show up and show out. Yeah. You know, show up every day, no matter where you are and show out. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't mean be disrespectful or anything like that. So I had to point that out right. to the babies. Right. But it just means to show up and listen 
It means follow directions the first time. Right. Um, it means, you know, be engaged in what you're doing. Um, give feedback to mm-hmm. peers in a respectful way. So just showing up and showing out, you know, is what I try to explain to them. And um, my co-teacher and I, we, we just make sure they know about growth mindset. You know, they know, hey, things aren't going to be easy. So we try to make sure not only are we teaching the lessons, but mm-hmm. we're also giving them life, life lessons that mm-hmm. they can hopefully learn today so they won't have to um, face when they're in the future. Right. That is so powerful. And to hear your story, you know, which is such a powerful story, but also to lean on there. We're not going to lean on excuses, yes. even, no matter how good of it would be. Right. Mm-hmm. To say, oh, my gosh, that's so traumatic. I mean, I can mm-hmm. completely understand and empathize with what's going on. Yes. Um, but to say that, yes, this happened and mm-hmm. you can make a change instead of but, you know, this happened. So yes. now I can't do this. Um, when when we got the terrible news that our mom died. Yeah. I, I went to school that same day. Oh my goodness. Um, school was my outlet. School yeah. was where I thrived. School mm-hmm. was where, of course, all my friends were. <laughs> <laughs> right. But school was where it was um, a, another safe place for me. Mm-hmm. So what I try to do um, through the 17 years that I've been a teacher, I've tried to just make sure school is a place where students want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, my first uh, first couple years, I was still developing that craft, right. <laughs> even though that's what I've always wanted. But, you know, um, not since I've been at Blake, but since I've um, changed and as I've uh, grown right. and I've evolved into the person I am, you know, I just want that to be a place where students learn, grow and mm-hmm. and do their very best. Yeah. Well, and I think that comes like with what you're talking about, wearing different hats mm-hmm. and not focusing on I got to get to that leader hat. Mm-hmm. I got to get to that yes. crown. I got to get to mm-hmm. the captain hat. But realizing there's going to be moments, just like I'm sure even though you've been named Polk County Teacher of the Year, you're still drowning sometimes. I am. You know, we still go back to that first. <laughs> this year? <laughs> yeah. We all are drowning now. But that's, I think, so powerful in that because you are open to that mm-hmm. and to, to making mistakes mm-hmm. and learning from it and just being where you're at, you know, and showing out from where you're at yes. um, and growing, I think is so powerful and a, such a great message to your students, too. Like, I definitely have that mindset of, you know, grow change be the best you can be but yeah. if, if if there were you know if, if it wasn't for several leaders in my life yeah and several people who you know who I look up to um I also have two people in heaven yeah <laughs> looking down on me to make sure I'm doing what they've taught me to do right um so I just try to make sure like I'm my best self so others can be their best self yeah and I just try to make sure no matter what hat I'm wearing you know it doesn't have to be the leader hat because Sometimes I want to take that one off. Um, (laughs) But just being a supporter or Mm -hmm. encouraging others, I feel like I'm very good at that. And just by saying hello to someone and just by saying, you know, oh, you're going to get it next time if I'm talking to an adult or a student. Right. Like that's my jam. Yeah, that's my jam right there. I I think that's why I was put on this earth to do that. That's so awesome. To be an encourager and a supporter. Well, and so what about if you've ever been in a situation where you're, like you're saying, maybe I'm not Mm -hmm. trying to wear the leader hat and I don't want to, (laughs) but if there's ever been a time where you feel like I have to wear this hat and it just doesn't fit right, you know, Mm -hmm. or maybe I don't feel like I'm ready to wear this hat or someone's wanting me to wear a hat Mm -hmm. and I don't, I'm not there yet. Have you ever had that kind of a feeling where it's like, this isn't fitting right? (laughs) Yes. And like I said, I've been blessed. I know we were talking before the show. Like, I have been truly blessed my entire life. Yeah. I'm 40 years old, and all 40 years I've been blessed in some type of way. Um, two years ago, um, 49 other educators in Polk County and I were chosen um, to receive a scholarship to 
the University of South Florida. That's right. <laughs> so awesome. And we were chosen um, through a scholarship, through the um, oral screening process. And I, I don't know if it's crooked or not, but hey, don't, don't judge that. Don't <laughs> judge that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking to myself, like, for, for my whole entire life, I've always wanted to be a teacher. Right. Like I said, when I was five years old, I was lining up teddy bears and um, baby dolls on the floor. And that's all I've ever wanted to do. Yeah. But so many people have told me, you have leadership qualities. You have potential. Mm-hmm. You know, um, how about going for your master's? And I yeah. was like, well, I don't have, you know, I, I can't afford it. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. And USF and Polk County schools uh, collaborated with each other. And myself and 49 other people were chosen. And I, in that moment, um, when I got the email, I immediately asked myself, am I ready for this? Mm-hmm. Is this a hat that I want to wear, not right. only for the next two years, but after it, when I've only wanted to be an educator mm. for all my life? Right. And, um, you know, I had to think about it. I had to say, you know, you have your military background. You have, you know, everything that you've learned. Why not? Right. You know, what's the, not the worst that can happen, but, you know, what, what's the worst that can happen if you don't, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. Um, so many people tell me that, you know, just being in the classroom, I'm touching 18 to 36 kids at a time. Right. You know, but being in a school, there's 700 or more and then moving on. Right. <laughs> you know, what's beyond. So I just try to make sure I, I told myself that, you know, get out of my own head mm-hmm. just because this is what you think you need to do. Other people see that potential in you. And I see it in myself. Yeah. You know, I'm just nervous to bring that out because what if I fail? Right. You know, what if I'm, you know, what if I say I'm ready to wear this hat and then all of a sudden something happens. Right. And it's not what I want or it's not what, you know, someone else wanted, you know, kind of thing. And now I don't know what to do after that. Right. So, so yes, there's been other times, but this is the one time where I really thought, you know, I, I really second guess myself yeah. on going back to school. And not only was I in school trying to give 110 percent to that. Here I am teaching the babies and trying to give 110 percent to right. them. And it just became overwhelming. So what I had to do is I had to rearrange some things on my plate. Mm. I had to just make sure that I was my best self for what whoever um, I was taking care of. And those are my babies. Right. And then, um, you know, going to school and then also taking care of family yeah. and everything. So just, yeah. So that was the time where I was very nervous about putting on another hat Yeah. and, you know, stacking it on top or taking everything <laughs> off. Right. So I didn't know where I was going or what I was doing. Right. That's such a great yeah. example, too. And that fear of failure is so real mm-hmm. <laughs> and crippling because we want to we know what we can do and what we're good at. And to put yourself out there just to maybe publicly not do it what to meet your expectations um that's really powerful and so you're kind of talking about those different steps and i wonder is that the advice you would give for a new teacher maybe who's having to take on different roles or do different things and and wear different hats i would say just you know think about okay so don't be like me (laughs) don't just say you're going to be in a box for your entire life you know kind of thing i would say just you know, figure out, you know, what's all in your box or mm-hmm. put different objects or put different career goals in your box. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, you know, um, or when you're ready for the next step, you can take uh, another one out of the box. You can complete that, check it off right. and then give back, you know, just, you know, just just give back. Not only, you know, advance yourself, but also help those um, who come behind you, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. So I would just say know where you want to go yeah. and just work on those goals and getting there. 
I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, we, this has been awesome. And I think it's been so many great ideas and inspirations and getting to see, you know, how everything all plays together. Mm -hmm. Um, But we always close our show with the same question. And that is, if you could pick one area in education Mm -hmm. to spark a change, to ignite something in someone or in our, our teachers here in Polk County Public Schools, what would that be? The one thing that I would say is to be a champion for others. Mm. I know Miss Rita Pearson said it perfectly, so I won't quote anything <laughs> she said, but um, that resonates with me um, to the fullest. Yeah. Um, there were so many people who were champions in my life. Um, I don't think I would have been here or would be here right now if it wasn't for, you know, the people who, who pulled me up by my bootstraps and just said, hey, you cannot give up when I thought I when I thought I was. Right. Um, so I would just say be the champion for others. And and, and that just um, say, uh, goes to say that, you know, there are so many students who look up who look up to us. Yeah. Um, I would say just make sure all areas um, of the students who are in your class are represented. Mm-hmm. You know, just make sure you, you know, uh, see what they want to say, mm-hmm. you know, try to incorporate some of their ideas and likes into your lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, and just make sure that we know what are the different learning styles of our babies, as yeah. I call them, yeah. so that everyone can be represented. So if I can say anything, it would be what Miss Rita Pearson said is just be a champion for others. Yeah. Perfectly said. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much, Ma. Thank it was you. a pleasure getting to have you on the show. Our final season, <laughs> our final episode on season one. Um, we are so excited to see you again in season thank two, you. where we're going to have even more educators just like Maude um, on our podcast. Have a great summer. We'll see you soon. <laughs> are you fired up? You can continue to fuel the fire by connecting with us here in Teacher Engagement. Every month, we host virtual all-teacher seminars, and we also have ongoing programs designed to support teachers wherever they're at in their teaching career. Whether you're a new teacher or a teacher leader, there is a way to get plugged in. Follow us on social media at Teach Engage PCPS to see all that we have going on. Let's keep that spark alive and join forces with others who have chosen to stay ignited. Thanks for joining us. You can subscribe to the Ignite Project on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, or watch online at the Polk County Public Schools YouTube channel. To learn more about the Ignite Project and other Polk County Public School podcasts, go to polkschoolsfl.com forward slash podcasts.